Imagine you could get inside the minds of leaders who are thinking through where the local church is going next. What would it be like to understand how leading churches are thinking about what the future holds? Join us for Future Forward, a two-day online event dedicated to the future of the local church. You and your team will leave energized and focused to lead into the future. Leading voices will invest into your team. Future Forward. Register you and your team today. Welcome to our Countdown to the Future Forward Conference. Super excited to have you here. My name is Rich Birch, and with my friend, Kenny Jang. Kenny, so glad you're here. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be with you, Rich. <laughs> no, I'm so glad to be here. You know, we're super excited about this conference coming up. It's on the 18th and 19th of November. That is just a few weeks away. Uh, we're really looking forward to this conference. It's going to be, I think, a real highlight as we pivot into next year. Our hope is that church leaders will listen to this, engage for these two days to really be a part of this conversation about the future of uh, the local church. W- what are you excited about when you think about uh, these couple days together, Kenny, uh, here coming up in, a, in just a few weeks? Well, one of the things that we've been hearing from some of the other events that have been formatted like this one is – and it's a distinct difference, Rich, is is how people are actually engaging with it or the relationship they have with the, the teaching and the content that they are exposed to. And that is, in my mind, um, teens are using it. It's not just right. like the senior pastor – like there's actual discussions around the concepts that are being used, which I think is really cool. Some churches are even exposing beyond their staff and volunteers, like they're exposing it to their entire congregation. So that I think is just something, it's a unique piece of this specific conference that I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to unfold and what the impact's actually going to be. Yeah, I think this is a good one. We're going to look back at this year, uh, 2020, and one of the real positives that's come out of it is really an evolution in leadership events. You know, it used to be that, like you said, you know, that we, there'd be a conference like this that would come along, really, you know, 40, nearly 40 of the best communicators out there. And what would happen is the senior leader, maybe like an executive pastor or maybe the youth pastor every other year <laughs> would go, and it would be super limited to a small group of people who would actually get in you know, have the impact of this kind of thing. But that's not the case with these online events. Future Forward is a completely free event. It's designed for your entire leadership team to be there. And so whether it's, you know, your staff, your board, um, you know, kind of even just key leaders, they can engage over these two days, which I think is going to really benefit local churches. Churches that are setting the the time aside um, are going to see huge benefits from, uh, you know, engaging with this kind of content for sure. Absolutely. And then one of the things I think um, that I enjoy in terms of leadership development is actually like masterminding. I don't know if you, if the people here listening know exactly what that trait, but basically that's, it's peer to peer collaboration, right? And everyone gets a chance um, around the circle to share what they're doing in real life, tangible examples so that you can learn from each other. And I think that's what I love about the setup here. It's, it's not like one of those conferences that have tons of speakers that just speak about Whatever book they have on the market, and then it's just sure. randomly, you just put <laughs> yes. them in the same room. The content focus here, I think, is something that is going to serve ministry as well. And Rich, we all know 
time is of essence right now. It's like every week is almost like we have to measure in dog years because things change yeah. so rapidly. And so, <laughs> so <true. laughs> um, just respecting the time elements and also focusing the content. I think that is a huge distinction here for, I mean, everyone has, has, you have choices for how to spend your time, where to invest. And if you're going to invest, I think this conference is almost like a, a mastermind type of format in a way, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it really the kind of the core idea is imagine you really could get in the, inside the heads of the minds of leaders who are thinking through what's going on in their local church and really get a sense of, okay, what, where is God taking their church next? What does that look like? So imagine you could sit down with Carrie Newhoff for 10 minutes and say, hey, what's going on? Or Nikki Gumbel from Alpha or Charles Lee or, you know, Tom Kang or Brexy Cavey and say, hey, where, what is going you kind of, where is the thing going next? Where's your church going next? And this isn't out of kind of theoretical. This is in like actual land. Tell us what are, what are you actually thinking? Um, what's actually happening in your church, which I think is going to have a huge impact on the folks that are listening in. Because again, these are leading church leaders from prevailing churches that are future positive. that are saying, Hey, we're excited about what God's going to do next. And they're leaning in and saying, Hey, I would be glad for you to look over my shoulder and kind of, you know, get a thought on where our uh, team is at, which I think will ultimately trickle down and have a huge impact uh, on the people who are watching in. Now, one of the things that we've done with this is we've packaged these up, not only just for in-person. So obviously on the 18th and 19th, everyone can get engaged. You could, you know, uh, it's totally free if you, you know, view the content on those days, but there, um, you, and, but you actually get to kind of pick who you'd like to engage with on each day. So you, you've got a, a lot of flexibility. And that's one of the things I don't love about offline conferences is like, there's usually one or two times you're really excited about, you got to plan your whole day around making sure that you get to that, where we've made that way easier. And you'll see, we'll talk more about that in the future. But as we get closer to the day, you'll have, you know, you'll be for sure be able to get to the people you want to get to and be able to see those talks. You know, and we can plan that around your day rather than the other way around. But you could also use this content post. We've heard some interesting ways that churches have used this kind of content in the past. Um, would you want to talk about that a little bit, Kenny? How, how have some other, other churches used these talks, uh, even in their, you know, in the kind of in their normal services. Yeah. One of the things that we've heard is they've loved the content during the event and they're like, they're, it's almost like dog earing a page in a book and they're like, ah, I got to share this with my people. And yeah. so we have churches that are saying, hey, can we use these talks both for staff meetings? So if like, if we have recurring staff meetings or one-on-ones, but we even have churches that are sharing these talks, some of these talks with the congregation. So like there's a church in LA uh, that is using New Story, right? Is mm -hmm. is using this uh, as part of a, a sermon series. So they're setting it up, they're using it as the centerpiece, and then they're using that in the actual message on Sundays, which I think is fabulous. Yeah, it's driving the learning from, again, beyond just kind of the the key leaders again the old school conferences that's what would happen you would go away and as a key leader, you would have to come up with like one or two nuggets. And then it was really a lot of weight on you to try to take that learning and push it down into the organization. Where with this, you could actually take this content with you. And, um, you know, the way it's designed, you could, you could use it in, you know, like, like that, like news story has done, actually use it on a Sunday morning, use it in training because it's so, it's packaged up easily, uh, to just be really portable and to, you know, so you can plug it into lots of other contexts. So it's, it's going to be great. It's a, it's a really fantastic 
fantastic way to engage with ideas that ultimately will help your church go forward. We're hoping and uh, praying that it'll inspire your church, that it'll be the kind of thing that will help your people grow um, and equip them, give them some practical ideas, some kind of practical next steps uh, for sure. Absolutely. And you know what I love about the roster of speakers that we have already is, Rich, that we've got different categories of voices, right? So I think Mm. there are the inspirational pastors and leaders that you typically would have like as a guest preacher, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You have got a Duran Gray or Larry Osborne or Carrie Newhoff or Dave Ferguson, et cetera. But then you also have like you know, sector experts that like an Ed Stetzer or William Vanderblumen or, um, you know, Brad Lominick. Uh, these, these are leaders that, you know, you want to expose to your people so that they have a fuller, richer experience as they develop their own walks, et cetera. Um, Andrew Hopper, Hosanna Wong, um, Bruxy Cavey. I mean, you've got these really great dynamic, it's a whole mix and spectrum. And so that's what I love about the, the curation of the speakers so far. Yeah, it's going to be great. And again, friends that are listening in, um, there's going to be thousands of church leaders attending this. We would love for you to get in. It's completely free. So, which again, like you say, Kenny, it's budget friendly. You know, you cannot <laughs> yes. uh, get any better than free. So, um, why don't we send, send people to register where they could go? It's just a futurefwd2020.com. Uh, you can register there. Make sure you get your whole team registered. So send them all there. Don't just you register as a leader. Uh, send this out to everybody in your, uh, you know, in, in, in your church or whoever, these are their leaders you'd want them to engage. This could be great for, like I said, not just your staff, maybe your elders, key leaders who are, um, you know, in, um, you know, leadership in various teams in your church, they, I think, will get something out of it. Because they can customize the experience, uh, it'll be a great opportunity for them. Kenny, anything else you'd love to say before we pivot and talk a little bit about our, our kind of key message for, for today? Yeah, Rich, I just one conversation that I just had this week is there's the leaders that are using it as an investment in their high capacity volunteers. So like some churches, they'll do paid conferences, they'll take them on trips, etc. And they're treating it like this. And then they're actually can schedule a Zoom meeting at the end of the day, both days. So, so it helps them process and pull out what's great. Because again, it's all about peer to peer learning and moving the church forward. So investment in just your, your staff is great. Your elders is great, but even your high capacity leaders is something in terms of like volunteers. That's something I think it's a little bit different um, in, in terms of the normal approach to conferences. And again, it's budget friendly. Make sure your XP or your you know finance person knows that, hey, you can start with, I'm going to take like 50 people to this conference, just letting you know, and then they'll freak out <laughs> a little bit and they say, yeah, don't okay. worry about it. I, I got it all covered. I'll cover the tab. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. Well, that's great. Well, today uh, we want to expose you to a, a similar kind of talk from um, a, an event we did back in June with Pastor Ephraim Smith. I just, I just love Pastor Smith. I think he's got so many good things to say. And today's talk, uh, he entitled uh, "What's Next: Justice," and I think it's a, a particularly important conversation for us uh, in this year as you know we're we continue to try to wrestle with um, how do we make uh, our churches more inclusive how do we make our churches the kind of places that are really reflect the entire kingdom of God so I think this is a fantastic talk for us all to lean in on so here we go with uh, Pastor Smith
Hey, this is Ephraim Smith, and I'm so honored to be with you as we explore what's next. What is next for the church in this season that we find ourselves in? Well, I want to give you uh, one thought uh, on how we can discover what's next from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, beginning with verse 31. It says in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 31, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Ah, what is next? Justice. What is next? Justice. God, I pray that uh, you would just speak in these few moments, that I would just be the vessel, the vehicle for what it is you want to say, that you would speak to these, your beloved children, my sisters and brothers, and that I would be obedient to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. What is next? Justice. Um, we live in an upside down, broken world, but one day this is going to change. One day, Jesus will return. Yes, the one crucified and the one that rose from the grave and ascended to the right hand of the Father in heaven. One day, Jesus, the Savior, will return. And when Christ returns, all things will be made right forever. This broken, divided, this this unjust, this sinful, this sinister, this dysfunctional, unhealthy, plagued world will become new. It will become right forever. But who are we to be? Who is the church to be until then? You know, I heard an old preacher once say that when Jesus returns, this is ultimate justice. But until then... It's just us. It's you and I. You and I have this great opportunity as the beloved children of God, as the church, missionally to advance the kingdom of God. And yes, the advancement of the kingdom of God includes evangelism. It includes discipleship. Ah, yes, it it includes People growing in spiritual maturity, understanding their gifts and their purpose. The church understanding its mission. But in that is justice. Maybe it's no coincidence that the same Hebrew root word for righteousness is justice. 
Now, I agree with Dr. Tim Keller when he says that justice isn't salvific. So justice doesn't save you. But he also says, can you truly be saved and not do justice? Justice is mentioned throughout the scriptures. It's mentioned more than compassion. It's mentioned more than mercy. So our our reaction, our response to the most vulnerable among us is not simply pity. It's not simply mercy. It's not just compassion. It's not just what is the check I should write. No, it's more empowering. It's more revolutionary. It's more dynamic than that. We are to care about, we are to be on mission to the most vulnerable among us. And it, and the season we're in doesn't give us a pass. So if we're in a coronavirus season, if we're in a season of not knowing what's next on our own jobs, in our own educational path, If we're not sure exactly what's next in terms of our local congregation, as challenging as that is, as real as that is, you and I don't get a pass when it comes to the poor, to the hungry, to the immigrant, to the incarcerated. No, we don't. When it comes to the sick, we must stay missionally minded, but missionally minded in a way that is empowering. And I want to just briefly tell you what. Why? Why is that? One, because liberation that has spiritual and social implications begins with what God does with the most vulnerable. I mean, check out the book of Exodus. The way that God points us to the Savior initially, the way that God points us to intimate covenant relationship with God begins with how God answers the cries of Hebrew slaves in Egypt. So there is a connection between righteousness and justice because uh, Moses as kind of a Christ-like figure that points us to the real Savior. Uh, what we see here, sisters and brothers, is we see that covenant with God, righteousness, a new way of living is connected to slaves being free. And that understanding of scripture helped to birth the African-American church because slaves were able to see that the gospel was strong enough to have both spiritual and social ramifications. That I'm set free in Christ. I'm freed from sin, but I can also be freed from the plantation, from slavery. So the reason what's next is justice is because it's God's way. It's one of God's major ways of pointing us to that salvation, that the good news, that freedom is both spiritual and social. Ah, Another reason, though, is because it's the way of Jesus. Yeah, the Savior, the Son of God, came to earth As a marginalized, vulnerable, oppressed person. Jesus was born in poverty. When Jesus was born, the 
powerful head of the empire had all the babies that looked like Jesus murdered. Uh, Mary and Joseph had to take baby Jesus and flee across the border. So Jesus was a refugee. Jesus grew up the earthly child of a blue-collar carpenter. Though ultimately his father is God, the creator of the universe, he's raised uh, as a human being by Joseph. So he's raised with calloused hands. Jesus was one of the vulnerable. But he demonstrates the gospel on many occasions amongst the vulnerable, amongst the left for dead, amongst the paralyzed, the blind, the poor, the despised, the outcast, the Samaritan, women that, that, that were, were subordinated in the culture. So Jesus not only comes to earth in the human package of the vulnerable, of the marginalized, of the outcast, he declares and demonstrates that the kingdom of God is at hand among them. And then finally, here in, from the text I read from Matthew 25, Jesus, he connects entering the kingdom of God with our being mindful of the vulnerable, the poor, the incarcerated, the immigrant, the hungry, the thirsty, the naked. Yes. Sisters and brothers, what's next is an opportunity for the church like never before to realize that we are always to be mindful of the most vulnerable, of the oppressed, of the poor. As you watch videos of unarmed African Americans and under-resourced communities and even places where they thought it was safe to live, lose their lives. As you see videos of the undocumented, caged, as you see women having to cry out, me too. As you see the disparities by race, class, and place that exist in education, in mass incarceration, in net worth, know that what is next for the church is a greater realization of what it means to not just be compassionate, but to be about the missional kingdom work of the empowerment of the poor that slaves would become bishops, that the rejected would become the righteous, that the broken would become the blessed, that the marginalized would become the missionaries. In Jesus' name, amen. Future Forward. Register you and your team today 